So today we're going to do something a little different. We're going to, well, it's not really different. We should have been doing this a while ago. We're going to actually talk about what's going on in comics currently, specifically narrowing in on the DC universe of comics, strictly the comic book stuff. Like, um, to be fair, it's going to take a detective to get through a lot of this. Yeah, but we do it on a regular basis. And uh, and the reason why we chose DC first is because out of the two major comic book companies, there's really three, but out of the two major comic book companies, DC is the easiest one for a new reader to actually jump into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you literally can just jump into on almost any book anywhere, and the uh, the the back issue summary is good enough to catch you up on whatever's going on in the current arc, and you could just continue from there. And it's been like that for three years now. At least. <laughs> yeah, for since, three years now. Easily since rebirth. Making DC one of the easiest major comic book conglomerates to actually jump into for new readers and actually keep up with, which which can't go without really giving them credit where credit's due. You know? So this week in Geek of the Week, we're not going to talk shit about DC. There will be some shit talking because not everything's perfect, but but overall, DC's not shit in the bed on this one. As Martha. far as comics. <laughs> oh, hit the music. I'm your freak of the week. This has been a wild ride. Like, I'd rather talk DC Comics than Marvel right now. Is there any reason for that? Well, Marvel's just confusing in their comics. They're they're all over the place. Well, they got a big summer arc thing happening right now. They always have a big summer arc thing going on in Marvel, and it's tiring. So if you want to follow a single issue of anybody, there's no point. That's why I'm waiting for the trade. Meanwhile, yeah, it's everything's written for trade. Meanwhile, DC, you could at least just follow a comic. Yeah, I'm reading all of them, but you could just follow a comic. They don't even care what's going on in the other comics because, like, at the same time that friggin' uh, um, uh, Jonathan, Superman's son, is a fucking 17-year-old in one comic, he's not even back on Earth in another. You know what I'm saying? That was months ago. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, you know, there's the whole killing joke thing. And also Leviathan and also all the things are going on at the same time and they don't necessarily interconnect. Hell, their their quote unquote current big to do is the whole drowned earth scenario. And that um, doesn't connect. And that doesn't connect. And they're just finishing up that part and that all leads into Perpetua. Um, with the whole end of the multiverse thing. I think that's a slightly more prominent story right now because it crosses a couple Which, of books, but which, which, yes, I gotta agree with you. The Leviathan thing is being handled by Bendis very well. He's in his wheelhouse. That is his wheelhouse. Like, yeah, and he's almost forgivable to read. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, like the Leviathan thing, I'm fine with. I'm still not fine with Jonathan being 17. No, and honestly, I've made my peace with it. Look, you have to. I, I, I kind of have to, and so I was having a discussion earlier at uh, my local comic shop. Uh, Southern California what's the, Comics. 
Southern California comics, mm. you don't say. I do. Southern it's, California uh, comics, they're a nice comic <laughs> shop right here. They are. They've got a nice little coffee shop in there called Altered Ego uh, Comic. Uh, sorry, Altered Ego Cafe and uh, Hideout. And uh, Altered Ego Cafe and Hideout. That sounds like a rich place. They they probably understand comics really well there. Yeah, they might even have a bat pole. I wouldn't say that out loud too often, but um, that sounds cool. It is How's my, the coffee there? The coffee's amazing. The comics are amazing. They've got some really great back issues. Uh, they've got some good bronze, silver, and gold age stuff. Oh, that sounds really good. Yep. I like that. I like that. It's it's really good stuff. They have very knowledgeable huh. staff. Um, they're really very helpful. knowledgeable. They know their shit. They know their stuff. They're they're not guys that just begin their comic knowledge in two thousand one, are they? No, sir. This shop's been around for twenty plus years. Twenty plus years, you don't say? Yes, sir. So they've been down. Say so they've been around since nineteen ninety nine. Easily. <laughs> All right. So that means their comic knowledge goes way, way back. Yes, I am fortunate that I easy, it's easy to get to Claremont Mesa in my neighborhood, and uh, yeah, I'm lucky that it's a really it's a it's a big size comic shop too. It's like 5,600 square feet, so I can peruse and find just about whatever I need. Yeah, my comic knowledge doesn't go any further back than 1941. Right. Uh, well, no, actually, 1938. <laughs> <laughs> Mandrake but, the Magician. Mm. No, no, no. No, 1938 was Superman. Um, whatchamacallit. But uh, my solid comic book knowledge goes back to 1963. Hmm. Like, I, I could tell you issue for issue what's going on there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So could the owner of uh, the comic shop, Jamie. Oh, that's, yeah. that, that's good. That's he, good. Oh, by the way, I finally figured out why my brain is so solid on keeping track of comic book information because i was literally raised on it yeah yeah because i learned was literally how to read. raised on it. yeah I learned how, so so the comic book information stays in my brain a lot simpler than but yes i highly recommend anybody in the san diego area and ad- adjacent to go to southern california comics in san diego you know um, what? I think I'll check out Southern California Comics. And when I'm done there, I'm most likely going to stop by Altered Ego Cafe and Hideout and catch me a brew. You yeah, know? they have geek-themed drinks. Geek-themed drinks? That's got to be great. It is. Alter, Altered Ego Cafe and Brew, where you can find the secret identity in you. Nice, nice. I like that. <laughs> Shameless plugs all over the place. Um, that said, um, we won't talk about my alter ego, what that has anything to do with it. But you, can't, you won't see me and the guy who makes the coffee at the same place at the same time. Um, so, <laughs> that said. Remember, I, I do that professionally as a side gig. Come I on. know. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not, let's not reveal all the secrets behind the doors, okay? No, we can remove it in editing. It's okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> we're going to keep that part in. That's the best part. Now, <laughs> back to the, the, the talking point of Bendis and his... Look, Bendis is a solid writer, and he's written a lot of really good stuff. I'm not, I can't, he is and I not, won't okay, take I that Okay, I take it back. Him. He is not a hack. He, he has hacky moments. No, no, no. He has lazy like there's sometimes where it feels like when he's writing he kind of just phones it in but when he's writing something he really cares about he's phenomenal all right and i can say that about anybody professionally all right sometimes you're in it and sometimes you're not like when he's writing his his current uh thing naomi 
Um, you can tell he's really invested in it. He's really putting a lot into it. But when he's writing other stuff, sometimes not so much. And I think some of that is the hazards of having so many options and being able to have your input and influence on so many different titles at once. So he's got a lot of balls up in the air. Same thing with Tom King. You know, the dude just did uh, Heroes in Crisis. He's doing Batman. Uh, he just did, uh, what you mean, what's this called? Mr. Miracle. Like, the dude's doing a ton of stuff. He's about to do okay, Batman and Catwoman. Okay, I like his Mr. Miracle story. It was good. I enjoyed it right up until the end. But that's yeah, a personal okay. preference. I, I, could, I, could, I, could see, I could see how that divides people, but I was fine with the ending. Yeah. And the Duke can write. Uh, I, have, I take a little umbrage with his overuse of nine-panel page format, but that's just me. I'm that guy. Um, it kind of makes you anxious fucking oh, so many <laughs> nine-panel pages, man. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's going to be the is thing. is he doing that? Is he constantly requesting nine-panel runs? I can't imagine that he's not. Like that's that's a calling card if ever there was one. So that's got to be a pain in the ass on the fucking penciler. I mean, it depends on what they're penciling. Like if it's basically somebody sitting down and with minimal changes in facial expression. He does a lot of talky. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It, it's it's good to ex- get a lot of information out very quickly. I um, feel like he has a lot of influence from TV. A little bit. It feels that way. Um, but whether it's him, uh. And some of the other writers, uh, Morrison, Gail Simone, uh, okay, let me Tomasi. Tell you about... By the way, Tomasi is my personal favorite right now. And his run right. on Detective, I'm very happy with. Well, he's, he's, he's solid. But let me tell you something about Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. Any problem you have with something he's writing now, 10 years later, you will love it. Mm. Grant Morrison, his biggest failing is, and prove me wrong on this one, He's always writing ahead of his time. No, that's his, that's his thing. <laughs> yeah, he's always writing ahead of his time. People had questionable opinions about his JLA run. Ten years later, it's a hallmark. People loved it. He did things that no one thought was a smart thing to do. They felt the same about his Doom Patrol. They felt the same about his fucking... Uh, 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 um, just about everything he's ever touched. It's just... he. It's like when you're reading Grant Morrison... You got to be prepared to know that you're reading a man who's seeing ahead of where the industry is as far as narratively. I loved his and Swamp his, Thing run. Yeah, I mean, like it's his amazing. Swamp Thing run was ama- is amazing. But um, but the thing is, is like, just know that when you're going through it at the moment, you're gonna be like, what, what, <laughs> what? Speaking of Swamp Thing, I just saw the trailer for the upcoming for- uh, Swamp Thing series. Got, I guess we're talking about DC all day today. Today's a DC day. I got a lot, and it's not, and it's not going to be bitching about DC. No, because I'm, t- I'm talking about the comics and the stuff that isn't the movies. So yeah, we're t- no, no, we can even go into the movies too. Okay. There's some positives there. There are some positives. So we're co- so I like I, I I like this choice of uh, I like this choice of narrative you're going with, Bo. I it's it's you know what it's uh, Banner Day market on your calendars. I have a lot of good and nice things to say about DC right now. DC so. Comics, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, oh, before okay. you go on, can I mention? Um, like I'm still up in the era of the current run on Wonder Woman, but I loved what they did when they had her team up with Artemis like last year. That was enjoyable. That that Artemis run because she won that entire arc, mostly through nonviolence. Yeah, 
Yeah, which was like something they don't do enough of in Wonder Woman. They're keeping that going. I like that they're they're not forgetting the Golden Perfect and other things like that. And I like that they're doing that. So I'm more appreciative of Wonder Woman currently in comics than I ever have in her entire history of comics, with the exception of some Hallmark arcs, which I don't need to get into. It's just they're literally Hallmark arcs, so they're beloved. Well, well so to your point, there's two titles going, uh, two titles pretty recently. Um, one is the Witching Hour, the arc. Yeah. I loved the Witching Hour arc. I thought it was amazingly well done. Yeah. Um, it, it it added another layer and wrinkle to Diana that no one's really sort of addressed and dealt with. And which is her how she sees magic. Okay. Um, magic in the world, magic in her life, like uh, magic. Her everything in her purview is magic. Her lasso is magic. Uh, the realm she live in is, is suffused with magic. The people mm-hmm. and beings around her are magic. You're saying we took that for granted as far as her point of view? Absolutely, for, 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 for quite a bit. I mean, it's sort of just kind of like, oh, well, of course she's dealing with Aries. But there's, there's, there's a nuance to that that people just kind of forget. But that's the thing is I think they touched upon that when they crossed her over in dealing and actually going into conflict with uh, Tesla Polka and other gods in general when she crosses over them seamlessly. Absolutely. But in the witching hour, it does it it did it in such a way that I was like, okay, yeah, this is definitely uh, a very strong element for Wonder Woman because uh, for her, this story where basically there there are buried secrets within her own history, uh, which isn't necessarily a new thing, but uh, this one was was a little on the dark and scary side, and Diana had to sort of look at herself and realize that this was something she had to deal with and, and confront. Yeah. It wasn't that dark and scary. I don't know about dark and scary. Dude, the the idea that oh, and of course they also tied it into the whole idea that right now magic is unraveling uh, within the greater DC universe at the same time. So you have <laughs> this goddess it must of be magic Tuesday because like in recent in the recent. Uh, like decade and a half, they've been constantly going fucking after, with, <laughs> fucking with the magic. You know what I'm saying? Well, okay. So the idea that the other kind or this 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 force that can really just screw over uh, magic is is fun is a fun idea, but then to have uh, this goddess of magic who's been sort of laying low this entire time and is just basically kind of going. You know what? I'm just going to take advantage of this and and rip it all out and start it anew, and forcing Wonder Woman to have to make some really hard choices uh, and unlikely alliances, uh, in particular with like Cersei. That's a that was a very unusual situation. Yeah, but it was bound to happen eventually. And it's not and it's not the first time Wonder Woman's actually teamed up with Cersei. No, but it's the first time in this continuity that she has. Yes. Um, yeah. And I like the idea that Cersei uh, wasn't just this good or bad. There was layers and nuances to her. It was, it was a few shades for Cersei. The problem I have with uh, the recent run in the last couple of months with her is that her personality as a character has been all over the place. Like, you don't know what's going to come out of her, what she's going to say. Because she's been quippy, she's been jokey, she's been serious, she's been compassionate. She's like, like, where is she going as her per Like, you, you don't 
know her personality as well as you know Superman and Batman's. Well, okay. With Superman, I'll give you that. Superman's a bit more of a constant, more often than not. Bat- Tom King aside, you don't know where... where, 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 where um, where, Tom King aside, you do know Batman's personality. Well, I, I say that in that, depending on which Batman title, title I'm reading, I might get a, a different Batman. And that's from writer to title. So that's not always a, a true constant either. Superman's pretty consistent throughout all of his titles. Yeah, except um, when he's a dick for no reason. <laughs> but that's a while ago. I'll let that's it go. A, that, that's, that's a bit ago. So yeah. now... <laughs> Uh, when I look at, so for example, uh, one of my current favorite titles, which is uh, Justice League Dark. I love the art. I like the character lineup. I like the things that they're dealing with in the story. I like the you fact. You know, I haven't gotten into Justice League Dark. That's the one where I actually just had no interest. Mm, it might surprise you. I had you. no interest. No, 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 no. I believe you. I just had no interest. I, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, and again. You get a, you get a slightly different uh, side to Wonder Woman. Now, to your point, Wonder Woman is. I think some of the writers are trying to find different voices for Wonder Woman, and certainly, uh, G. Willow Wilson is is looking to uh, uncover a voice that people aren't necessarily familiar with. Because you got in one comic, she's she seems kind of warmongery. Another issue, she'll be constantly saying the patriarch and the matriarch over and over and over again. And you're kind of like, what the hell's up with her vocabulary? She's limited. And then in another one, she's just very eloquent, well-spoken, and consistently, you know, like compassionate and understanding at the same time, there to get the job done. Like she takes turns being Captain America, Xena, and sometimes Batman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think Wonder Woman's one of the harder characters for for a writer to write. To be honest with you, I don't buy that. I really don't buy that. I, when I say that, I mean uh, for in particular with her like her dialogue. All right, Wonder Woman's dialogue can't be corny. It can't be easy. It can't be cheap. Superman, for example, is the king of cheap pops, right? Like he's got a few yeah, catchphrases. Wonder Woman is there too. She dates back that she's ingra- See, that's the thing is people won't embrace the fact that she's ingrained in more cheese than Superman can ever be. She's ingrained in mythology. It's like they look, they have carte blanche to write Herculean Greek style stories. Only thing they're not held to just Greek style stories. They can use her across the entire spectrum of mythology, modern and ancient, you know, and just, she by now is a woman who evolves an understanding of my because she's no longer a woman out of touch with society she understands uh the current society she adapted to a lot of it you know what i'm saying and she should be moving forward with that mentality as she is still supposed to be a semi-perfect person trying to make the world match her you know what i'm saying she's trying to make the world just as perfect as her view is you know what I'm saying? She's the ideal. To, yeah, she's here to change the world. Like Captain America, you know? His greatest power is not his shield, his kick, although he has not skipped leg day. It's his power to move you. Yeah, he's got miles and miles of heart. You. He can do it all day. But, I mean, okay. I get what you're saying. 
I, she's literally his counterpart for the most part when it comes to things like that. In many ways, I, I can make the argument that Steve Trevor is the poor man's uh, <laughs> Captain America. He, he's like, what if Captain America didn't have powers in the yeah, DC universe and he needed to do it through Wonder Woman? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what Steve Trevor is. Yeah, Steve Trevor is... But uh, Wonder Woman, like... Without well, and 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 they have so much more to bring to the table did, with did, Wonder did, Woman. As but a did you not get that that clever little nod nuance? Steve what? Rogers, Steve Trevor. Huh? How is that a uh, nuance? She 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 likes her Steves. Isn't that an old joke about? It is, but it's the joke. ship everybody wants and never gets. Anyway, I'm clinging to the Wonder Woman thing too much because I'm too much of a Wonder Woman fan, and it, it, like. And I'm always wanting more out of her. The only thing I really want... But we're going to have the same discussion when we get to Marvel and start talking about Captain Marvel and fucking Photon and fucking my favorite female characters there. (laughs) The thing I wanted the most was Wonder Woman to have a really big arc. Because I feel like Batman's had some big arcs, Superman's had some big arcs. They, they, They haven't really done a lot with Wonder Woman where something that is important to her bleeds out all over the place uh, and crosses a bunch of titles like it has for Superman and Batman. Well, you know what? If that never happens with her, I mark that as she knows how to keep her shit under wraps. (laughs) You know? Because remember, for shit to bleed out and affect everything, she has to fail. Uh, I wouldn't put it on strictly failure. Yeah. Certainly, uh, this Leviathan thing is, is not necessarily anybody's singular failure. Yeah, but it, it's still the whole mystery box start off, you know? Yeah, yeah. Where Superman, the guy who can do everything, can't get a rap on this because he just doesn't speed his fucking heels. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, because to be honest with you, that's like, like there's a lot of things going on around him and he's not following up on it. The dude's busy, okay? He's busy. He's a family man. He's got a kid. He's got a wife that's always in stuff. He's always in stuff. Sometimes he's in space. Sometimes he's in another dimension. Sometimes, like, the dude is busy, all right? Like, I got to give him a little a little room and a little, little respect. Be like, I get it. You're always on, all right? Maybe he doesn't. I mean, come on, dude. He can't do it all, all right? So things are going to slip. Something's going to sneak by, and then he's going to have to deal with it. Same thing with Batman. I just wish they would do that with Wonder Woman. I want them to just keep her uber busy. Now, of all of them, Green Lantern, I gotta say, his the things that slip past Green Lantern are usually really bad. Yeah. All right. I'm not saying the, the soups and bats and Wonder Woman don't have their own their own moments, but uh, of of the big kids, Green Lantern stuff kind of ends up wiping out entire galaxies and civilizations. And they do it like it's not a big deal. That's my problem. <laughs> it's like shit gets wiped out in Green Lantern like it's a fucking episode of Dragon Ball Z. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He does have the white boots and gloves. So, uh. Now, to that point, um, I kind of I'm enjoying Morrison's run so far. I'm I just don't know where he's going with it. 
I just don't. Like, if there's some big planned arc of something going on, I, I can't guess what it is. Well, I think he's just trying to bring him down to you understanding the day-to-day of what he really does. I mean, he's a space cop. I mean... And in all of his arcs, they don't really have things that focus on that, well. They have. It, no, he, he doesn't seem like a space cop. He seems like, like in the last 20-something years, more than that, Green Lantern has come off more like a guy keeping his finger in a dam that's popping holes all over the place. Like the universe is falling apart every second, and he's at the center of it. And it's not just him. It's the Green Lanterns before him. and like, the core. Like free, even Kyle before him was doing the same thing, and they just kept that going as they discover new things. So after the smoke settled and the John's event is over, and you have all the colors of the lantern rainbow settled in, the universe should have been something that you can settle into on a small arc-to-arc basis to finally see what the universe is like when people aren't running around with their chicken, like chickens with their head cut off and waves of lantern rings are flying through the universe because they're dying in droves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. In the previous, like, 20 years, lanterns have died like fucking water, water has rained from the sky. <laughs> you know, they, you know they, they do drop off like gnats. Um, like, it's ridiculous. That's you know, a good good thing they got a good uh, the Kilowog at the training facility, man. Because he he's died twice in twenty years, hasn't he? Yes. Yeah, like come on, <laughs> he's died fucking twice in twenty years. Like gap this shit out. I understand that the universe rebooted, but did it have to reboot and then rekill him? Well, speaking of reboots <laughs> and rekillings, so Flash. Oh fuck's sake. Now, Heroes in Crisis. I'll, oh, no, no. I'll, I'll, we'll get to that in a second. I will take the second to acknowledge that the Flash title has been very enjoyable and fun to read. They've introduced yeah, a fun. few different forces, like the Sage Force and uh, you know the Strength Force. It's not just a Speed Force, so that's been fun and interesting. Eh. I'll see where they go with it. Eh. Um, but to your point, Heroes in Crisis. Before you go on, I... I'm so not down with all these other forces. Really? No, I'm not. I mean, it's like... I mean, that's Jeff John's bread and butter, though. I mean... Yeah, like, yeah, I'm saying he's doing the same shit he did with the lanterns, can you? Pull something new out of your hat. Like, Mark Wade broke a mold when he was like, yeah, what if the speed all comes from a collective force? But strength force and sage... Come on, man. Ugh. It's been interesting. Uh, it's not. No, it hasn't been interesting for me. I've been like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean. Eh. So Flash it's is like, not on, on, on the top of your list right now? No, no it's not on the top. Okay. It, it, Somewhere in the it's middle? It's there. Mm-hmm. Okay, huh? it's just there? All right. Yeah, it's just there. <laughs> it's just there. It's not on the bottom of my list. It's just like, hey. And the Flash. It could, it, it could kill 10 minutes. You know. Well, the reason I brought up the Flash is because poor Barry. What him and his secret origins shit? Yeah, like more origins that he's got to find out. More, more origins. And then they they just like they just like kicking him in the chonies. Um, 
So if if you're living under a rock, no, you have. Well, the, the thing is, is not they're not trying to kick Flash and the Chonies. What it is is, they're trying to actually create a personality and origin that's specifically Barry. Because you do realize, for the last like I don't know, three I know decades, nobody can nobody can part down the Red Sea and figure out which part is Wally and which part is Barry. I know. Most of it is fucking Wally. Yeah. For fuck's sake, I I really think they really executed Wally in the Heroes in Crisis thing, which we'll get to in detail, mainly because he is the fucking fastest man alive. He is. For yeah. Hands down. The writers tell you that Wally is faster than Barry. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is the fastest man alive, so he should just be Flash. Just, just, just be Flash. Go away, Barry. Oh. <laughs> Better yet, you away. know what they could do? They could just be done with it and do like the... Uh... The Highlander Endgame and just b- meld them both together and there can be only one. I mean, if they really want to do that, rather than piss on Wally, just have Wally retire and give all his speed to Barry. He can do that. But Wally has a fan base, too. It's just like the Green Lantern situation. Yeah, Look, but commit Hal to could have been and retired it, and handed it off to Kyle, but there's a bunch of Hal fans and they're like, no, we want Hal. Because they can't commit. No, and the... And let's be honest, the, 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 the Barry fans are the writers, not the readers. Because for the longest, nobody fucking remembered Barry. And while he was there for, <laughs> for 20 fucking five years, dude. <laughs> all right. It's like these all these mysterious um, uh, fans of Spider-Man not being married. No, those were the writers. The only people who were fans of Spider-Man not being married were one, the guys who were reading Ultimate Spider-Man. And that's the Spider-Man they knew. And the writers who were writing Spider-Man was like, man, I want, I want him to date some other hot chick, but he's stuck with this MJ marriage shit. No, because he was married to her for almost 30 years in, the, in, in real continuity, in real time. So all the readers of Spider-Man at the time were like, eh, he's, Spider-Man's married. That's, that's who he is. I think the writers <laughs> just didn't want him to have a kid, but that's another matter entirely. Let him have a kid. It's a new step for a character. Come on. This yeah, is, just this look is at that. Soups. Um, House of Ideas needs to actually have him. Anyway, back to DC. Yeah, we don't need to bash on Marvel just now. We're, yes, we do. We're, we're talking- yes, we do. When we have our Marvel Day, that is going to be a bash fest out of me. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. It's coming. <laughs> it's gonna be a bash fest. Bashing is coming. Boom, 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 <laughs> yeah. boom. Um, so here is in crisis <clears throat> uh, was a a little mini series, and uh, it was an interesting read for a little bit. It started and came off very much like a sort of murder mystery whodunit sort of scenario, and it was anything but shit the bed on that. Um. A bunch of heroes died. The big guys come in, try to figure out who did what. Yeah. Um, okay. So mystery. Okay. So so here's that. Here's the whole opening for the most the most part in Heroes in Crisis. It's revealed to the readers that there's a actual place that you know heroes go to to get psychological help because their fucking world is insane. And you know what? That was the coolest thing about it. That's where it begins and ends in its coolness. To be honest with you, Bo. Mm-hmm introducing i forgot what the place is called the sanctuary, sanctuary. Like, yeah yeah introducing sanctuary was one of the coolest aspects of that comic because it lets you understand that these larger than life people are human too mm-hmm. 
and that they need help. And this was a genuine place. It wasn't secretly evil. It wasn't secretly menacing because this place had to go through all the checks and balances to pass the test to be let into the psychology of all these heroes. I mean, like, everybody gave it a check and balance before it let go, and it had all the best people on it to make that place the best there is, and it was very fucking secure. Mm-hmm. It was very fucking secure. It's and Wonder then Woman, one Superman, day... Superman, Batman, everybody basically gave this 30, 30 once-overs and tried to make sure no one can use it for nefarious purposes, and it wasn't gonna come alive and... You know, yeah. take over the world or anything like that. And then, you know, and a lot of superheroes went to this place. Our major ones and several of the minor ones and pretty much all of the Titans, the old school Titans, went to this place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Wally West included. And uh, this opens up on, on um, um, whatchamacallit, uh, um, Harlequin getting snuck in. To get herself evaluated safely by uh, with poison ivy, right? Yes. And she's not really sneaking in because they kind of know she's coming in there, and she's not really a threat. She's fucking Harlequin. Oh, but boy, boy, is she. <laughs> anyway, when the smoke clears, everyone's fucking dead except for Harlequin and Booster Gold. Everyone's fucking dead. And who did it? Lying on the top of the bodies out there in the front, fucking. Uh, opening the lobby area of it, the the opening area there is fucking uh, uh, Arsenal and fucking Wally sprawled out. <gasps> Wally's dead, and the first pe- person suspected is Harlequin. And I know when I opened it, I was like, "Bullshit, she didn't do this." <laughs> I was like, "Bullshit, she didn't." No one believes this, and then you got people believing it. I'm like, "Wait, what? People believe Harlequin did this?" And then they have her fight people, and she's, like, handling them. But then when you take a second step, it's like she's only handling them, with the exception of Booster Goal, because they're not coming at her. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're like, yeah. But, I mean, look, if if Harley Quinn wants to sit Spoiler there, alert, Harley didn't do it. We were right. Yeah, we were right. <laughs> But they, they, they did throw a nice little swerve in there where basically she's confronted by Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman at the same time. And then she snatches Wonder Woman's lasso off her hip, which, by the way, I call shenanigans on. Absolute um, bullshit. It's, but sure. There's a let, woman let, that let's, sees let's, bullets. Let, let's let's, <laughs> let's just like, assume that she didn't think she would and gave you the caught by surprise. Why not? It happens. Even the fastest man alive can be caught by surprise. When he's not moving. I understand that, but it could happen. Wonder Woman's Wonder Woman, but he's not a martial warrior. You know, the fastest man alive is not a martial warrior. Wonder Harley Woman Quinn is. set her at ease and took the belt off, then wrapped it around Batman's neck, used the power <laughs> of the lasso to ask him a poignant question, which they alluded to earlier. And said, do you have anything in your utility belt to handle Superman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the nonsense. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> was where he's like, where Wonder Woman's like calls him, you always have kryptonite on you. He's like, no, I do not always have kryptonite on you. She, he gets a lasso around his neck. Do you have kryptonite? Do you have anything to stop Superman? I always carry kryptonite in my belt. <laughs> it's in my lid line pocket, third from the left. And then she takes it out, throws it at Superman, punks uh, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman all in one fell swoop. And then escapes. Because 
because Wonder Woman has to save Superman from di- from dying from kryptonite exposure because Harlequin. Bullshit! <laughs> like I said, uh, the world's best swerve. And the best part is the cover to that issue was uh, Harlequin uh, stepping on Batman's neck, choking him out with Wonder Woman's lasso. And I was that just could like, happen. That because at least Batman's human. <laughs> All right. I don't know. Although Harlequin is such an afterthought that even in every fucking Arkham game that has ever come out, Batman doesn't even have spend actual in-game time fighting her. No. <laughs> she really I mean? shouldn't have anything for Batman, but whatever. Um, All right, I gotta, to I gotta ask this, Lex. Did you hear what we were talking about over here? Okay, no, okay, so this is a situation where Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman confront Harlequin to question him. They're not too worried. It's just fucking Harlequin, right? But in this altercation, this confrontation, Harlequin snatches Wonder Woman's lasso, throws it all around around Batman's neck. I forgot how she distracted To, to be fair, she, she suckers Wonder Woman in by sobbing and crying and, you know, needing empathy. She suckers Wonder Woman in by uh, sobbing and crying and stuff like that and snatches the lasso, throws it around Batman's neck and asks him, how do I, how, how do I defeat Superman? He's like, the, and it's the lasso of truth. So he's like, you know, uh, I got a kryptonite in my third pocket to the left, whatever. So she takes that off of him and uh, uses that to subdue Superman and gets away. Okay, see, that's where I agree. She used the power that a power that has long since been developing and and reached its apex in one other character in the Marvel universe. Wolverine has uh, had this power for I was quite about some to say, time. Royalties are the Wolverine most has had the power. No, 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 no. We're not calling it royalties anymore. It is called the power of Underoos. Underoos? <laughs> it's called the power of Underoos. Because remember, in the 90s, it was royalties. No, no. We, yeah, yeah. It's called the power of Underoos. How much money you are worth in extracurricular non-comic shit. <laughs> All right. The merch, is how Is how powerful you are. All right. And Wolverine went from being a fucking stubby goon. I'm sorry, he's a stubby goon with the power of murder who I will never forget um, Secret Wars, I don't know what issue, the first one back in the 80s where Spider-Man single-handedly beats the entirety of the X-Men and Wolverine was an afterthought. <laughs> he just webs his claws and tosses him into everybody else. Because <laughs> you know, like, he's not stronger than Spider-Man. He's not stronger than Spider-Man. He's not faster than Spider-Man. He's not tougher than Spider-Man. He's not stronger than Cap. He's not faster than Cap. He's not a better fighter than Cap. But within the ensuing years that went down, because Wolverine got beat by Cap dozens like before, but within the ensuing years, Wolverine became one of the best fighters in the Marvel Universe. That's where that catchphrase, he's the best he is at what he does. Which is drinking and murdering people. <laughs> All right? Selling Let's merch. Not- what he does is <laughs> now what merch. he now the best he is at what he does is selling fucking merchandise, and that's become an extra power that gives him the chance, nay, the ability to beat anyone, and that all came to a head. His absolute power came to a head specifically. The apex of his power came to a head in what book, Bo? What book? What fight? 
if you can call this one, because I can call this one. It was the most bullshit fight in Wolverine's comic history. There are so many of those. No, no, no. It was the crown bullshit fight in Wolverine's comic history. Nothing is a bigger bullshit fight than this fight. What, the Hulk? It was, no, it was such a bullshit fight. The writers knew it was bullshit. There's so many of those, dude. It was, no, no. I'll tell you then, instead of leaving you hanging. It literally put his power of merch to the test. When Wolverine had to battle in the DC versus Marvel uh, cross. The cross crossover. And he fought Lobo. And fans had to vote who wins. They literally met in a bar. Lobo, who could go toe-to-toe with Superman, was put to fight Wolverine. And like, they sat down at the bar and was like, we're going to do this? We're going to do this, bub. As they duck behind the bar and Wolverine emerges victorious. That was, that was the apex of his bullshit. I mean, that is where, the power of merch. Where even the writers couldn't figure out how, how to make this work but knew that his merchandise demanded it. Well, off screen. Um, <laughs> All right. <clears throat> and that's where Harlequin is going. Well, Harlequin dude, Harlequin is getting her own animated series. Yes. Harlequin Harlequin's is getting, getting her own uh Warner Brothers movie. Well, it's Gotham all, City Sirens. Yeah, which is allegedly not her movie, just like Whatever. this cartoon is not her yeah, cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, but sure. she is the motivating thing pushing these forward. So, look, I'll accept that all happening. Well, it's bullshit. I accept it all happening because it is it is trademark of comics that sometimes the power of underoos beats every other power. And, and seeing as how Superman's movies have not been doing the job, Wonder Woman's movies have just started getting there, and Batman is in a lurch, slowly slipping back into his after-1989 slump, Harlequin beats them all three of them. I will accept that scene. It is bullshit, but I accept it for what it is. There you go. <laughs> all and that's right. all anybody needs to know about how Harlequin beats the, the, the trinity of DC. Yes. It, it, it really cements my whole thing when people say, ask that age-old question, who would win in a fight all the time? And I say, whoever the writers thinks is narratively better to win the fight. Whoever's is who will win selling the fight. more merch. Um, yeah, sometimes it's a narrative thing. Sometimes it's merch. <laughs> So now it's it's just there's seldom <laughs> seldom such characters that have so much merch power that they are almost unbeatable. She's getting up there, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah, she's getting up there. Yeah. She makes more merch than Joker now. Yes. Because who wants to sell Joker merch? <laughs> All right. But, and keep him as a positive selling point. But that she's Harley more Quinn a, though. She's had a dozen costume changes, Jesus. a ton of extracurricular merch, toys. Paul Dini, you pops, killed it with this one. <laughs> cartoon, dude. She's appeared in like a bunch of the animated stuff. She she's appeared in she's appeared in the fucking uh, uh, Arrowverse shit. Yeah, not not visually, but vocally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you can't stop her. So that's not, so this being said, that is not our problem with Heroes in Crisis. No. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it offended my sensibilities, but no, it's not the biggest problem. It offended your sensibilities, but you've been reading com- comic books to know that you need to check your sensibilities. That, that my sensibilities will often be offended. 
Yeah, um, you need to check them. You like you need to remember what you're reading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like sitting down and watching a soap opera and wondering why all this dramatic shit is happening. Like how how many long lost uh, dead twin ghosts that somebody's sister, brother, aunt, uncle, whatever. Yeah, I know. As many as they could put a fucking violin to. <laughs> that's how many are gonna happen. That that that's how that goes. Because you gotta remember what you're watching. Huh? Muy importante. My, uh, my favorite is El Clone. I okay. love that fucking like, like I sat one summer and I watched every episode of El Clone, which is a telenovela, and none of it. By the way, I was watching none of it with subtitles. <laughs> it doesn't watching, matter. I was watching none of it with subtitles, and I just couldn't stop watching it. And I was like, I started watching it at nine a.m. And by five, I realized, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I need to stop. <laughs> I was like, I had work to do. <laughs> like, yeah, so, but I was well aware of what I was watching. Comics are weird. <coughs> um, yeah, they are. All right, so, again, folks, that this is not the, the most uh, amazing thing to come out of this comic. It's not the most uh, earth-shattering thing. It, it doesn't even rate within this yeah. arc. Yeah, All right, it really this, is nothing. It's a it like people who complain about it are just but uh, like I'm gonna be insulting with this. They're just butt heart morons who are not really realizing what they're reading. Like seriously, comics have been like this. Comics do that. Whoever makes the most money wins the most fights. <laughs> That's the end of it. You know? So now back to the back to the track. The swerve aside to try to convince you that maybe Harley Quinn could have done this thing, or maybe Booster Gold. They're all just. You know, purposeful swerves. They're red herrings, okay? Superfluous. And you know what? It's seeing... Like, if, you, if you've if read comics for any length of time, you sizably know that Harley and Booster didn't do this. So you're waiting for them to reveal the person that you couldn't possibly guess. Because that's the thing with comics when they do mysteries. That's the thing that annoys me. Is they give... They set something up like a mystery. But it's a mystery you can't possibly solve because they just didn't give you the information yet. And that's, that's, that's where my ass is chapped on this. Because I was hoping they would at least have the courtesy to put to make it the an actual smallest, mystery. yeah, the smallest kernel of a hint of any sort. And there is because none. Because who the fuck is going to predict that Wally West, the master of the Speed Force. Who's dead. <laughs> Wally who's West, dead. one who's of the dead. several people who's dead. Who's among several people who's dead, didn't actually die there, but he had a speed force internal explosion that wiped out everybody there. And in a panic, he ran, he, he ran away and went through time to set up his own death to kill himself later so that he could get away with this. Wait, wait, wait. Not even that, but he also made sure to change the crime scene to, to fit him. To, to pin it potentially on these two people to give him enough time to clean up his mess and kill himself. Even fucking up with even fucking with their perceptions using the devices that are in sanctuary to make them believe the other did it. Like who the fuck can predict that? Knowing that Until Batman you, uh, and the Flash are gonna be going over all the information in details. And it's not discovered until someone is like, oh, Flash's body is five days older than everybody else's. 
that and doesn't happen until way later. In the, in once the they give you, th- once they give you that information, you're like, oh, Wally did it. <laughs> Wally did it, and this is dumb. Why is this dumb? For so many reasons. Let me explain Wally West. There is this thing in Flash that you, if you, any of you watch the TV series, you've heard of the Speed Force. In the comics, the Speed Force came into existence not under Barry, but it came into existence under the comic book run of Wally West when he took over for the Flash. When he took over for the Flash for 20-something years. During this run, he discovered the Speed Force. Not only did he discover the Speed Force, he trained in the Speed Force, became one with the Speed Force, became one with the Speed, and mastered the Speed Force. Able to do more speed tricks, more stuff with speed, than any speedster in the history of all comics could ever do. And this all set off because he randomly lost control of all that internal power, and it snapped out and killed everyone. A guy who has gone through time, space, transformed into energy, has run loopholes around physics, who's made speed doppelgangers of himself, who's battled himself, who's battled time speedsters of himself, people who use time travel as super speed. Race and death won. and a bunch of other ridiculous He's raced shit. death and other things, and he's been doing this since he's... He's an adult man in his 30s who's been doing this since he was 14... And he just slipped. He lost control. Just, just slipped and everyone died. He, but he lost only... control because he was dealing with the grief and loss of his family. Grief and loss that he's dealt with 30 times over in his own run in his comics. Because his linchpin was always... See, because the Wally I know would come here and realize that there's no Linda. You know what he did every time there was no Linda? He went and got Linda. How? Because he's Flash. That's how. That's how. Because Linda's been wiped from existence before. Yeah. And so... (laughs) Twice. And and mind you, they just brought Wally back just a little bit ago. Yeah. And and she was wiped from existence twice. And you know what? He ran and go got her. Mm -hmm. Because he's the Flash. He could do that. He is literally the fastest man alive in all of comics. And so now... He didn't want to have a flashpoint, so he didn't want to completely change things. I so, get that, but he shouldn't have to do that. I know he, he it doesn't shouldn't need have happened to, have to do any of that. He, a man with that kind of control, yes, I can believe. Yeah, sure, he could slip, but slip that devastatingly. And then, and since when was the Speed Force weaponized to be able to physically kill people like that? <laughs> like, like but, that's but, a. But you like, know what this is for me again. It's like when they have uh, the uh, Green Lantern lose his shit. Yeah, that's exactly and, what it is. And wipe everybody years, out. Years ago, uh, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern that everybody knows now, lost his mind when he lost a bunch of when he lost the city. The city got wiped out in the return of Superman after his famous death at the hands of Doomsday. His city got wiped out, and he tried to save the city, and he lost his mind and freaking went crazy. Stay out of this series. <laughs> he lost his mind, went crazy, and killed all the fucking lanterns, and he just blah, 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 I'm a bad man. And people had a problem with this. Why? Because that's just not him. Not only is it not him, you're telling me the guy who arguably in DC has been touted as having the strongest willpower 
His in, power is willpower. His power is willpower. The guy literally is powered by his force of will. I understand he will cracked. collapsing. Listen, I understand it collapsing. But the thing is, is to that degree is ridiculous. And people called bullshit on it. Like, he didn't He didn't take a, a mental health day. He didn't take a day off. He didn't take a vacation. He just goes... Blah, 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 blah. He just lost his mind and killed everyone he knew. All right. Became a became the biggest supervillain of the time, called Parallax, and his mission was to reset the universe and build it in his own image. Because he had to have that city back. Because he had to have that city back. That's a strange hill to die on, but okay. Now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he picked a mountain to die on, and they kept playing it off like it's because of his great will that he won't turn back on his plan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see where you're going with this, and you're trying to reason it. And so this oh, is my bullshit. This, <laughs> this is the same feeling I have in regards to Wally lashing out accidentally and wiping out a bunch of superheroes with his power. And and then um, and then when he confronts himself to kill himself, and you know everybody else catches up to him, and they say, "Wally, you did bad." And he was, and he responds with, "Yeah, yeah, I did bad. We need to correct this. I'm sorry." Okay, I'm going to turn myself in, and this is over. That's pretty much what happened. So one Wally goes to jail. The other Wally goes free. I don't know how they differentiate one Wally from the other, but whatever. Well, that Wally that goes free is eventually going to go to jail. It's the same Wally. (laughs) Whatever. All Everybody's still dead. Everybody's still dead. All right. Sanctuary is like, still it's, there. It's, and, and they had a conversation like, you know. And oh, we, the puddler. We all thing. have moments like this, Wally. Yeah, we all have moments like this. I mean, yeah, technically you're right. Yeah, Everybody has they, moments They're like very this. right. Everyone has moments like this. And in comics, pretty much everyone has had moments like You'll this. You'll notice Green Lantern was nowhere to be seen in any of this. Um. <laughs> be, but here's the problem. That is indicative to the problem with all of you guys now. You just... Spelt out that superheroes are not really a good idea in this universe. And so... Which just left me with, oh, does Tom King hate comics? Tom King doesn't <laughs> hate comics. Tom King's just trying to be clever. It, it, dude, I, my, my takeaway was literally it's working so hard to be so clever it trips over itself in the process. And that was a Flash analogy. Alright, so now... I get this ending, I'm kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. Some people are going to think it's super awesome, super-tastic, great. Good for you, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I didn't, I did not enjoy the MacGuffins, the red herrings, and the complete uh, uh, facade of a murder mystery that was never a murder mystery to begin with because there's no way of ever knowing anything of the sort until towards the very end where they, where they reveal it, Okay. So, there you go. Yeah, big yeah, thumbs overall, down from me. But overall, the DC art is gorgeous. The, the, the artwork is, cool. is absolutely gorgeous. The idea the is di- cool. The dialogue, the way they talk, is actually very indicative to their characterizations. That's another thing. They're, the characters are scripted well. You know who's talking, even when they don't put them on panel. Yeah, that is very good. I, I like that. But the story is, eh, I'm not behind it, man. 
I'm not behind it. The, the I, execution just trips on itself. I mean, like, I I I give it one Mister Mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I give it one Mister Mind. I, I I give it one and a half Doctor Light ass cheeks. Oh, oh, Doctor Light ass cheeks. Oh, by the way, I agree with um. Oh no, Japanese I take Dr. that back. Light. I give it one and a half speedy syringes. One and a half. Oh no, speedies. That's right. Because you want to know who nobody dropped a fucking tear for? Speedy. Speedy. Which they was, never bring him back up. They never they talk s- about it. You would think he would be more upset about having accidentally killed Speedy of all people. His fucking best friend. His best fucking One friend. One of his best friends. All right. Nah. He's known Speedy since he was 14. Nah. Nobody bats an eye for Speedy. That's a, that's the biggest killer for me is like he just mur- like half of those people were the most important people in his life and he killed them. And then the easy out, I'm just going to kill myself. I'm going to break my this own a, neck. This is a guy who's been a hardcore hero since he was 14. I'm a plant a flower so at least somebody comes back from this thing. Yeah, that was just How you know about the flower, up. lord knows. I I can't even figure that shit out, but whatever, speed force. Speed shit. Fast enough to screw with all the computers and throw off the world's greatest detective and the world's greatest criminal forensics fucking analyst. Yeah, great, brilliant. All that effort and you couldn't figure out how not to lose your shit. Well, then again, of course he's throwing off the world's greatest detective. Batman's been shitting the bed on his detective skills for like a couple of years Except now. he was literally shown trying to dope this shit out. Yeah, but, but Bo, in his last couple of arcs, he has been shitting the bed on... He's been shitting the bed on his detective shit going as far back as the Court of Owls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah. Like, we figured out the Court of Owls thing before he did. Yeah. And he still had more information than we did as readers. So, that was a, that's my, uh, <clears throat> my assessment for uh, Heroes in Crisis. But I do have to say, overall... The DCs, the, the majority of their comics, DCs comics that they're putting out, like, one, I'm glad that they've reduced their weekly comics. Yeah. Their comics have been week, have reduced weekly, and, it, and, it's, and it's, it's increased in quality overall. They have. And, um, like, overall, Heroes in Crisis aside. Well, no, no, see, the, we can... the, the Heroes in Crisis thing, I put that on Tom King. <clears throat> and not because it's bad, per se, but because I think he's really been trying to do too much. I put that on him because he had a, um, a Civil War moment. Mm. A uh, Marvel Comics Civil War moment, which, but, will, which will be, which in a couple of episodes, I think in the next two episodes, I did an entire thing. Like, um, I had a sit down with uh, Pete from Pete's Basement. You remember Pete's Basement, Bo? I do. I had a sit down with him and I talked to him some real comic shit about um, Civil War in the comics. Not the movies, Mm -hmm. in the comics. I know DeLuca likes his deep dives. He likes his deep dives. He likes plunging my brain for information. And he likes me going at it raw. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a raw dog. (laughs) All right. And uh, that crass Italian just... And I just sat down and talked about friggin'... um, Civil War, but not from the point of view that you think. I specifically took it from a different point of view, which 
which you tune in in two episodes, you'll see what what we're talking about. Okay, yeah. but it, it, but it's an interesting thing about characterization and how changing characters' personalities just to fit your story to fit the narrative not, it doesn't always work out so good. It's not a good. It's not. It's, it doesn't help your story. But again, like, that this is Tom King, and to that end, I think it's showing uh, that it's. So some writers are really good at some things, and some writers aren't. I don't think Tom King is the best Batman writer. I just don't. I don't think Mark Wade is the best Daredevil writer. Uh, that's fair, but so now what you have here is apparently uh, Tom King is getting cut from the Batman title, the main Batman title, because the numbers just aren't doing well. Uh, but they made a big deal about him doing a hundred issues of Batman. So the way they reconcile this is to have him segue over to Batman Catwoman to finish out his story. But he will well, be he leaving Batman that. at issue 85, I believe. He better finish that, because um, he started that nonsense. Yeah, I know. But uh, it, he won't be making it 200 issues of Batman. It'll be 85 issues of Batman, and then the rest will be finished off in Batman Catwoman. Because it's just... Dude, he's just... His Batman doesn't resonate i just i just don't i don't get his, his batman, batman is more human though yeah but it's still not batman his batman is more human but Dude, that's the problem batman's not human anymore but his his batman runs the gamut from being superhuman to being not human like it's inconsistent he, he runs superhuman in abilities he's still human in emotions batman was superhuman in all of these things prior to this the problem is is he doesn't consistently stay superhuman in abilities and there's like logic leaps in how he goes about decisions he makes there's a lot of things like overall wrong i think tom, i think tom king's a good writer i just don't he think is. batman's his jam he that's is. what it boils down to i think batman takes a really nuanced in a different way kind of writer than he is so in this respect, I'm kind of happy that they're 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 calling they're calling it with him on the Batman title, because I haven't been enjoying Batman as much since he's been writing it. Holy shit! Uh, do you have a uh, comic book poll? Do you have a, a poll a poll of the, of, of the month that you said was your most fun to read? Uh, poll of the month. Yeah. What have what I've been enjoying the most consistently as of the as of this recording. Uh, we're, we're talking DC May, or Marvel the, or period? DC, DC. Pull of the month for DC in the month of May. Uh, 2019. Pull, pull of the month for DC. That's probably going to have to go to Justice League Dark. Okay. I like that cast. I like the writing. It's very enjoyable. It's fun. All right, I'll, I'll take yours on that. I get some good villains. I get some good cameos. I get a lot of interesting. I mean, God damn it, they have Man Bat on their team and Swamp <laughs> Thing and a bunch of other fun people. The, the team okay. books for DC have been pretty good. Really good, actually. Okay. And when I want over the top, I just read the Justice League. Okay. All right, I'll give you that. Art's been top shelf, writing's been top shelf. I'm I'm happy. What about you? 
Well, the art has been top shelf in general in a lot of these comics lately. Like, they've been knocking it out of the park, and it's like people are starting to take it for granted. Um, the art in these books. Um, actually, for me, I'm a little bit more. How should I put it? Um, low key. I'm like, uh, like I'm back on the Lucifer kick. Mm. And uh, Lucifer just popped up again this month. Right so that's where that's where I am. Oh, honorable <laughs> honorable mention goes to the first issue that I just picked up. Uh, the Batman uh, uh, last it was the the night last the night last on night, last night on Earth. The, yeah, the last night the last on night Earth. on Earth. It's twisted and interesting. That was this month, right? Yeah, that's this that month. That was this that week. Just, that's this that week. It just week. came out. I just read it. It is interesting and twisted in a really like I, I'm enjoying it, and I'm really looking forward to the next couple of issues. I'm just worried because it has it's Snyder it's written setting. all over it. Yeah, because he wrote it. <laughs> now, mind you, I was I was complimenting. Um, I don't know if you remember this way back when, Bo, mm-hmm. but there was a there was a there was a penciler that I complimented and I liked, and nobody else liked him. Nobody else liked him. You were like, he's okay. What's gonna call it? Uh, Mike took my word for it because like, but I saw a lot of growth in him from panel to panel, not even issue to issue, from panel to panel. And he started in one of the side X books, and then. Uh, after he left the Xbox, he moved on to uh, Spawn. Mm. And that was uh, Greg Capullo. Capullo, yeah. Yes, and I love his work, in, um, in, uh, it, especially these days. Yeah. I think he's, gr- he, he's, he's grown. great at the narrative. Yeah. No, 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 he's, he's grown. He grew a long time ago. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's, it's showing his strength. Like, he's gotten top shelf at this point. I think he's definitely one of DC's go-to for a lot of their their top titles right now. Yeah, uh, he's one of my favorite DC artists for Batman because he does the dramatic lighting better than most. Like mm-hmm. he was like uh, full disclosure, I wasn't a fan of Court of Owls, mm-hmm. but I love the art in Court of Owls. Mm, it's Capullo. All right, I wasn't a fan because he single-handedly was the guy keeping me on Court of the Owls. I just I felt Batman was an idiot in Court of Owls <laughs> because he was. <laughs> I felt he was just kind of dumb. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't know. Maybe I have higher expectation for the guy touted as the world's greatest detective in a on a planet where his contemporaries are fucking gods. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's the greatest detective against a guy who could see miles, see through objects, see the microscopic universe and process information faster than any human on the planet. And that guy comes to him, comes to Batman for, to figure shit out. Yeah, it's a blind spot. <laughs> Batman has you know, a few of those. You know, that man, Superman goes to Batman to figure shit out and, and, and it, it wrongfully has people thinking that Superman is well, dumb. I mean, no. even, even, dude, even when they did the following arc with Death of the Family... Joker called him out on that. He's like, you really, you got taken down a notch by a bunch of owl, <laughs> court of owls? Really? The family's yeah, making you soft, Bats. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> seriously. But we, but like, overall, I have to go back and say yet again, DC's run in these last couple of years 
not perfect, but definitely excellent. Mm-hmm. As uh, one of the mainstream comic book companies, they've been doing really good. Get, and uh, to your ben, point, this is recovering with some of his stuff. I still don't like what he's doing with John. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know, I know. Um, to your point, uh, Doomsday Clock, which is finally nearing <laughs> its last bit, has how been how long has that been going on? Too long. Um, no, seriously, how long? It's almost two years. It's like a year and a half now, or something like that. Two years on Doomsday Clock? It feels it feels like that. Uh, it got pushed back issues? a bunch of times. It's twelve issues. Because I know the whispers before Doomsday Clock started, they were they were preluding to Doomsday Clock since New Fifty Two started. I know. Um, but there's and now like New one 52 issue left. is gone. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there's one issue left. Um, but the story has been really well done. Um, the writing is really solid. Just their timing just really off. Uh, I'm looking forward to them finishing it up. Uh, this last issue that I just read was a lot of acknowledgement about the thing you just mentioned. <clears throat> where uh, Dr. Manhattan is like, yeah, so I've been poking around and tweaking with shit. I even tweaked around with Superman. But we all know that. Yeah. We all know that by now. We've had two years to figure that out. I know. Actually, we've had the, ten years to figure that out. The, the timing two, hasn't helped. Two years since the story just started, but they've been hinting at this for ten years. When did they first have that fucking the, the Watchmen, button, the Watchmen, bu- the Watchmen button, button appear? Yeah, I think when, it was, was it let, the Flash holding the button, or was it Batman holding the button? I can't remember. Wasn't that like five years ago? It feels like it. Um, the hints were there for a while. They were talking about Doomsday Clock, but yeah, this is finally coming to an end. Um, it's been a great story. I really wish it was timely and had come out on time. It would have been a lot more enjoyable, but I could see why, uh, without knowing the details of exactly why it got pushed back as often as it was, it is what it is, but it's still nonetheless a really good telling. All right, so that's yet another feather in their cap. So, like, I think we can close out on this one, Bo. I mean, like, we've this has been a solid review of of uh, our opinion of the comics that have come out this. Yeah, last you know month. what? I'll give here. It is the soft, slow golf clap for DC, making it work. Good job, well done, guys. I think we should spend our next couple, I think the next time we go into this, we should go about what's going on in IDW and Image. Okay, yeah, we can take a spin on that one too. Take our time before we get to Marvel. I I, I got some bones to grind with uh, Image, but who doesn't? I don't. I do. I don't, I mean, they're fine. They they, they don't have a big pull. I want my Black Monday murders, goddammit. <laughs> goddammit, Hickman. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, that's a whole other. Hickman's all over the place. Yeah, you want to talk about somebody juggling a lot of balls? We may have to double back to Marvel sooner than you think, because I want to talk about the Power of Ten and the House of uh, X stuff. All right. All right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, they, it's, that it's, is narrowing to a head. Yeah. All, all right, right. Well. See ya. Bye-bye, see y'all later.